I want to thank you all again for coming out this morning. We are, we are glad that you are with us. And I would, I would just say it would absolutely thrill me to hear J.C. Smith deliver a sermon. I, I would be thrilled. I, I, I truly would be. Uh, J.C. was, when I was a, a boy, J.C.'s a little bit older than I am. J.C. was an outstanding football and basketball player at BCHS, kind of a hero to, to a little boy there in the neighborhood. And, uh, and then I had the privilege of playing with him for several years on the, the neighborhood teams. And I want to tell you this about J.C. We had a neighborhood ball team here. I cannot remember ever at any time getting the team together and saying, well, we need to elect a team captain. We never, I don't believe we ever did that. But when an umpire or somebody would say, we need your captain out here, we'd always just say, J.C., J.C., we just knew. We just knew who our team leader was. It was J.C. And that's the view I still have of him. I still appreciate J.C. Smith very much. We're going to be looking at some passages this morning. I want to give you a couple of them. Matthew chapter 23, if you want to turn to that one. We'll be looking at that one in just a minute. And Hebrews 4 and verse 12. There will be some others uh, following that. I'll make sure that I tell you where I'm reading from or quoting from before we do it. While you're looking those up, I might just mention that on Friday uh, there were two, uh, two men who are currently incarcerated at the Bledsoe County Jail, but they came down here to obey the gospel. Joshua and James came down here and we... Uh, we uh, put them in the waters of baptism, and so we're happy for those two men, and we appreciate the men who, who work at the jail and also out at the, the prison work. You have heard the expression, it's what's on the inside that counts. Well, that holds true with our character, our interperson, the, the person that we truly are way down deep on the on the inside. In Matthew chapter 23, Jesus was talking to the scribes and the Pharisees, and they, they were the, the religious leaders of that day. And this is what he, he said to them in verse 25. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cleanse the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside... They are full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first cleanse the inside of the cup and the dish, and the outside, that the outside may be clean also. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you're like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside they are full of dead men's bones, and all uncleanness. Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. They, they put up a good front and fooled most of the people who, who they came in contact with, but Jesus saw right through them. And He can read us just as easily as He did them. He knows what we really are, what we really think, how we really feel. Jesus knows those things. It wouldn't be hard 
to fool Terry Smith. He's not too smart anyway. But Jesus is looking to the inside. In Hebrews 4 and in verse 12, the Hebrew writer says there that the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow. And the last line I want you to notice, and it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Jesus is looking to see what we are on the inside. You've heard folks say, and I suspect it's probably been said about every one of you at some time or other, he's got a good heart, or she's got a good heart. And of course, that's a good thing. And if that is truly the case, then good will be our normal way of life. We will, we will tend to do the right thing in any circumstance or situation that we find ourselves in. We will tend to do the right thing. We will think right. We'll act right. We will treat others right. That will be a normal part of our life. But my friends, the opposite is also true. If the inside is not good, if our heart is not good, it just follows that our life will not be good either. Look with me at Titus chapter 1. Titus 1. This is Paul writing to Titus. And he says in verse 15, To the pure, well, all things are pure. You know, you got that good heart. You've got that, uh, that good spirit about you. You're, you're just going to tend to do the right thing. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. Even their mind and their conscience are defiled. They profess to know God, but in works they deny Him, being abominable and disobedient and disqualified for every good Work If there is corruption on the inside, then our life is not pure. Our, our, our life is not good. On the inside, where it counts. James tells us in James 4 and verse 8, Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts ye double-minded. And the psalmist writes in Psalms 51 and verse 10, the psalmist says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Within me. If If we have that right spirit, then we're going to have that clean heart. But, But if we have hard feelings for others, if we have ill will for others, if, if we don't have any compassion uh, about for others inside of us, then, then we don't have that right spirit. And it just follows that we will not have that good heart. We will not have that clean heart because we don't have the right spirit inside of us. Perhaps some of us should be like the psalmist saying, 
create in me a, a clean heart, O oh God, and, and, and renew. That, that means I, I, I used to have this, but I, I don't have it now. Renew that right spirit that I used to have. Renew that right spirit, God, inside of me. God doesn't care what we look like on the outside. He doesn't care if we're black or white. He doesn't care if we're short or tall, if we're skinny or heavy. God doesn't care. He's looking to the inside. Let me show you something that Jesus says in Matthew chapter 15. This is, uh, this is Matthew 15, and we're going to start looking at verse, at verse 16. Notice what Jesus says, talking about that inner person. Are you also still without understanding, he said? Do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from your heart, and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts and murders and adulteries and fornications and thefts and false witness and blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. You know, in a few days, I have an appointment with the cardiologist. He's going he's to check out my heart. This, this one right here, the one that's beating inside of my chest. It could be that some of us need to look into God's Word and see what condition our spiritual heart is in. In 1 Peter chapter 1, if you'll turn there with me, in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 22, this is what Peter writes. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth, that's how we do it, through the Spirit and sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. If we, if we want to be clean on the inside... We know that that clean heart and that pure heart is so important. The way we clean the inside is by obeying the truth. That's what Peter just said in this passage. That means obeying God's plan of salvation, repentance of sins, confessing the name of Jesus Christ as the Son of God, immersion in the waters of baptism. That's where the blood of Jesus Christ will touch us and wash away our sins, and clean out that, that inside that's so important. That's how we do it, by obeying the truth. Now, if we, if we come home and we've been at work, we've been out in the yard doing something, maybe we've been playing ball or working out, exercising. We come home and we go and we get in the shower... We scrub up good. We put on clean clothes. And then we go out in the yard and jump in the mud hole. Well, we haven't accomplished very much. 
have we? We've, we've just got, to, we've got dirty again. Well, the same thing holds true after we have obeyed the gospel, we've obeyed the truth, as Peter said. We've been washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ by doing so, but we go back to our old ways. Or maybe we're just not really trying to practice the New Testament. Peter tells us what happens. In 2 Peter chapter 2, and starting at verse 20. 2 Peter 2, and in verse 20. Peter says there, For if after they've escaped the pollutions of the world, through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and, and overcome. Then he says, The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it were better for them never to have known the way than after they've known it to turn from the holy commandments delivered unto them. And then he, he gives us those, those two examples of what it is like to go back. He says it's like a dog that returns to his own vomit again. And the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. We've, we've got to keep that clean heart. And, and, and maybe you're thinking, how am I going to do that, T.A.? Are, are you telling me that I, if I want to go to heaven, i got to obey the gospel, and then i got to live a perfect life till I die? Perfection is not possible for us humans. We, we, we can't do it. We can't live a perfect life. But John explains it to us. In 1 John chapter 1, in 1 John chapter 1, and starting at verse 6, this is what John says. If we say that we have fellowship with Him, but we're walking in darkness, then, then we lie, he says, and do not practice the truth. We're in a hopeless condition if, if, if that's what we're doing. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, then we, have, then we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from our sin. If we say that we have no sin, then we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. We, we, we can't live a, a, a perfect life. We can't do it. But if we confess our sins, then He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We're going to make mistakes, folks. The, the best we can do, we will still make mistakes. But if we're walking in the light, we're, we're, really, we're really trying to practice God's Word. And, and, and we've got that right spirit that the psalmist was talking about. We've got that right spirit. And we've got that good heart. And we're doing the best that we can to live a faithful Christian life, then the blood of Jesus Christ will continue to cleanse us of our sins. That happens when we are walking in the light. In the Beatitudes, Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The wise man tells us, in Proverbs 4 and verse 23, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it 
are the issues of life. It's, it's what's on the inside that counts. That's, that's what God is, is looking at. What, what are we like on the inside? This morning, if you've never obeyed the gospel, then, then you've, never, you've never been washed clean on the inside. That's how we do it. That's how we get clean on the inside, by obeying the truth. That means repentance of sins, confessing the name of Jesus, immersion in the waters of baptism for the remission of our sins. If you have obeyed the gospel at some time in your life, have you kept the inside clean? Are you walking in the light? I hope the answer to that is yes. But if the answer might be I, I haven't done as well as I, as I should have done. I, I have not been walking in the light the way I should have. Then you can, you can fix that. If you're willing to repent of those things that, that caused you to, to get away from that walk, whatever it was. If you're willing to, to throw off those things. You can ask for the prayers of those that are faithful and be restored. You can do that this very morning while we stand and sing.